Welcome to In The Zone, your endurance sports podcast presented by Thierry Bessette from Jurasport and Micah, who isn't here today. But today we have a very special guest from the United States, Blake Benson. Welcome to the show, uh, Blake. Thank you, Thierry. Pleasure to be here. Um, so we met about a year ago. Yes. Um, when you contacted me from, we have a friend in common, and you yes. contacted me for some uh, coaching. So yes. maybe do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? So where you're from, um, how old you are, family, maybe work, um, just sort of the whole setup and maybe what you did as a, as a kid. Uh, okay, well, I'm an American, um, actually from the US. Both my parents are from the US. We moved to uh, Switzerland when I was 18 months old. So pretty much raised in Switzerland. Um, my dad is a big, big skier, um, grew up skiing Jackson Hole. Um, so there's always been a lot of sports in our family. Um, I pretty much being in Switzerland, grew up doing a lot of skiing, played a lot of soccer, um, did a lot of mountain biking growing up, loved mountain biking. Um, and basically lived there to about six years ago where we moved to the U.S. We had an opportunity for uh, both my wife and my career. Um, so we moved to just outside of New York, a state called Connecticut, which is basically 55 minutes um, outside of New York. Um, so I'm in advertising and I've been in advertising my entire life. So I run a creative department um, at a, a medium-sized agency. And I got two young kids. Um, my daughter, Chloe's 10, and my uh, younger son, Zachary, is eight. Um, we're a very active family. We love to ski. We love to do sports. Um, it's really part of our lifestyle to be outdoorsy people. And that includes my wife, too. Um, so always sports has been a, an integral part of me growing up. Um, my parents really, I, I grew up with three brothers. And so... My parents really felt it was a great way for us boys to get our energy out and to uh, stay active. So they really, really encouraged that. So I kind of had that lifestyle. Um, and just, I, I guess about I, two and a half years ago, I started seeing quite a few of my friends getting involved with coaches and, you know, in different disciplines, whether it was tennis, whether it was cycling. And I've always cycled. It was always an intricate part of my life. I used to ride to school as I think second grade. I used to ride every day to school and back. So cycling's always been a part of, of, of my life. But I realized I was getting to a point where a lot of the reading I was doing and all of my research. And one of the things one of my friends said, I think it's Stu, who basically said, you know, what he liked about training was that having a coach helps you be efficient. It's people like ourselves that are leisurely athletes that just love to go out, you're maybe not making the best use of your, your time. And especially with two young kids, you're very busy. So he suggests reaching out to you, Jenny. And, and, um, and that was really primarily just more like, I got a busy work schedule. I got a busy family life. And, but sports is an integral part of who I am and, and needing it. So I think just, knowing that I could make much better use of that time so that I have maybe better results um, felt really interesting to me. So I think you were, um, the first conversation we had, you were saying um, you, you've, you have a good, obviously, cycling history, good fitness. And I think you just wanted to kind of 
almost let's say stay with the same level let's say yes. but even redu but reducing the hours that was really yes. the, i think you were quite full-on at that point and said look yes. i'd be just happy to get the same level of fitness but reduce the hours let's say if fitness improves that's a bonus but just definitely reduce the hours yes i i think that's when i realized was you know you're doing you're spending a lot of time on the bike yeah. you know and you know it didn't always feel i just didn't see progression i wasn't evolving um as well or i just was probably just stagnating so um that's where i think for me was very interesting in our conversations like well i can you know we can give you a program that will spend less time on a bike but you will you know you will be in as good or maybe even in better shape which is proven to be the case so and so when you were riding when i looked at first at your files they were very much let's say similar rides that you were doing throughout the week right they were yes. like a couple of hours long uh, yes. quite hard tempo-ish rides. So did it feel a bit of a shock when we first started and the sort of training I was giving to you? Yes. I mean, it was, it was, it was, first of all, it was completely different than what I'm used to. Right. I think you have this 80, 20 philosophy, exactly. which, you know, when you don't necessarily have, I mean, I was, I don't know about it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think it's a knowledge thing. I always was the type of person when you say you go by feel, you feel great you push it. Um, you know, you don't feel so great. Well, then don't go so hard. Right. But there's, it's, it's amazing. Cause when we first started training, I, I didn't feel like I was like, I, I didn't really understand what the objectives were because I didn't feel I was pushing as hard as I should. Right. Um, initially. Yeah. And that's when I started realizing, you know, this 80, 20 world, the importance of recovery, um and just the training just just at first i was like it felt slow but i think it was also me having to get used to it yeah. and feeling i should push harder i mean the amount of times you told me right at the beginning blake you're pushing too hard i'm like yeah. I, I, I don't i don't think i am no 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 <laughs> you are pushing too hard yeah so that was those are things for me that i had to learn right it's not just necessarily how you feel right it's like yeah. you you it's not just just listening to your body there's a there's a philosophy and there's an approach that yeah, i mean it, listening to your body is something very important but yes. sometimes you know people like yourselves which are you know very competitive have a very strong sporting background your your the level of you know what you feel is easy is actually much yes. it's a way above what it really should be should be, and, yeah. and that's quite often a problem and you then tend to tend to to just push too hard and then you you don't know about it until you're kind of fatiguing and you reach that sort of plateau and you yes. don't see progression anymore and i guess yes. that's a bit where you were where you were yes. already at a very very good level and so when we tested initially you had a about 290 ftp 292 293 something like that sounds right and yes. honestly i was already seeing some really good results um i introduced you to zwift uh, we did a few races yes. there i mean just a, the um, i think it was the tour of zwift and just for yes. testing and then obviously something happened though we trained for about three weeks or a month something like that I think it a must month. have been about a month yeah until, until the accident yeah an, ac an accident happened yeah i just uh, it was a ski accident you know and as you know it was yeah. end of the day beginning of the season wasn't necessarily pushing all that hard. Um, but unfortunately had an accident. Um, it was really towards the end of the day, last run of the day 
which is unfortunate, but yeah. that's what happened. And I unfortunately missed an undulated section on the mountain and had a, a shoulder injury. I basically broke my collarbone, um, shattered it basically in three very distinct parts. And so unfortunately I had to go um, and have surgery. So that kind of stopped our training for a little bit. So, um, so yeah. We, so that was, but not only the shoulder, but it kind of went as well yes. as the nerves so, to, to the hand, huh? You're right. So the nerves, the hand. So unfortunately, and we don't quite know still to this day what happened, but after surgery, um, about a week after, um, we realized that I couldn't use my hand, my left hand. So my left hand just, I had very, very little motion or movement in my hand. So spoke to the doctor on the surgeon and, you know, it looked, it could have happened during surgery or in the accident where one of my nerves was severed or slightly severed. Um, um, and so what that meant was not just having to go through the whole rehabilitation process of getting my shoulder back in place, but having to, to basically learn how to use my hand again. How do you, so, what, what do you, what are your thoughts at, the, at, at this, at that time? What were your thoughts in terms of, you know, just let's say not necessarily cycling, but just life in general and perhaps, perhaps then, then cycling as well. So, yeah, no, I mean, it, it all came through my, so at first it was, the first reaction for me was that I was, I was supposedly quite sensitive to um, the sedation. So whatever they put me to sleep with, um, took me two hours more than the average person to wake up. So there was this potential understanding, at least on my behalf, that it was more a question of just still being slightly asleep, or at least mm -hmm. my, my arm and, 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 and hand. But it's only when I spoke to the doctor and the anesthesiologist that they started getting concerned. And to them, it was clear that it was more than just you know, being fond, you know, that being sensitive to, to, to the sedation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when it started hitting home when they were like seeing a surgeon and the anesthesiologist yeah. concern, that's when it sank in. And I was like, Whoa, this, this, this is, is probably a little bit more serious than yeah. I had anticipated. Um, so we did a bunch of tests and very quickly they said that, you know, look, we're not quite sure the extent of the damage. The one thing that we're going to have to do is we're going to have to rehabilitate your hand and your motion. And initially they put, they put anywhere from six, six months to a year because really nerve damage is still to this day. Apparently it's hard to tell how quickly it heals. Mm. Um, so they've given me about a six months to a year. And so right there and there, I started saying, well, I mean, I'm not going to be able to ride my bike. You know, I can't type. So what does that mean for work? Um, you know, all those kinds of things. And you, you realize very quickly, you know, as I started doing physio and occupational uh, therapy, you quickly realize how often, even though I'm a right hand, how often you need your left hand. You know, I couldn't undress or dress myself yeah which is crazy or carrying you know? kids or or you know, anything yeah, yeah. really you know and um so it, it really makes you appreciate um very quickly 
you know, how important it is to be able to use every extremity of your bodies, you know, I mean, you know, even though it was me, it was my hand. I mean, I can imagine people with injury with their legs, not being able to walk and stuff like that. So it, it brought perspective very quickly. And, you know, it was, it was very concerning. Um, but when uh, we talked, I always felt that you were quite positive, you know, on, uh, when we were talking and you did, you did recover, you know, fairly well actually the positive of being on the bike is that you could just spin your legs and without yeah. resting too much on your hands you could you could exactly so, so we started to do very easy sessions yes i guess it was in february middle of february perhaps or something like that or maybe end of february i think it was towards the end of february so yeah. i got my surgery was on the 2nd of february i yeah, think so we gave end, it a yeah. few weeks right yeah. and then we started very lightly which yeah. was which was, which was great. Just yeah. be able to do something. Right. So especially someone like yourself and myself who are generally very active mm -hmm. most days. Right. Um, even days that we're, we're resting, we're probably doing gardening work or other stuff, but um, you know, I needed, it was really, I think good for just my own yeah. mental sanity, just being able to spin again, feeling like I was doing something right. Yeah. So um, because the first few weeks I couldn't do anything because my arm had to stay basically um, in a certain position for healing until I could do any hand motion work um, with the uh, with the occupational therapist. So um, just being able to do my just spinning my legs was yeah. great. It was so really, think, really positive. And, and the the goals obviously our goals changed because when oh, yeah. you when you when you first came, you know your goal was to be you know like, like we said reduce the hours. But still be competitive at your local race, which is yes. the, the the WNR, um, yes. the Wednesday night ride. Um, yes. And now that you had this injury, we're yes. on the comeback trail. I yes. mean, the, the the goal completely changes. And I think we 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 test again. I think you're back on the bike. You're you're good again to kind of put some hard efforts. And we test again in March, and you're down to two seventy something FTP. So still still very good, very good level but yeah. not the same thing. So no. the goals do change a little bit, but, but somehow very quickly you're able to gain, to gain form again. Maybe you want to as well speak about that, that Wednesday night rides that you, that you, you do. So the, the, so yes. So the Wednesday night ride is, is for, for anybody that knows, you know, it's, it's a fairly competitive ride. It's been around. It's really interesting. Um, the particular region I live in, in Connecticut is a, there's a cycling is really popular uh, and there's this ride that is a decent, I would say decent to high level that's been going on for, I'd say over 20 years. Um, and it's once a week, it's Wednesday, they meet a, a local high school and it ranges from as low as 15 people to up to 50, 60 people. And um, people show up at, at six o'clock. Now they've moved it to five with COVID and everything. They, Excuse me, people working from home, they, yeah. they, they started. So it's a 35 mile loop. Um, it's up and down. Um, it's kind of a good med benchmark for anybody that's a cyclist who's a keen, enthusiastic cyclist. If you can, if you can do the loop, as we call it, not get dropped, it's, it's a pretty positive sign that you're, <laughs> a, let's put it this way, a decent cyclist. So 
for me, moving over from Switzerland, and as you well know, Thierry, I mean, our, our region is phenomenal. The roads are great. Yeah. I mean, you have everything. Um, I was a bit concerned moving to the U.S. that, first of all, the roads are not going to be the same. And then also, you know, finding cycling, family, community. Um, and what is great is there's such a, a great um, community of cyclists here at different levels, but there's an appreciation mm -hmm. for it. And it's a great environment. So thanks to Wednesday Night Ride, um, I quickly realized that that was kind of, if I wanted to, to be a decent cyclist, I'd have to, to basically make it around. So I had a few shockers where I got dropped numerous times at different, different, but it was a great motivator for yeah. me. It was um, my, For me, my, my concern when I, when I started coaching you and you talked about these rides is obviously it's like a race almost a two-hour race every week yes yes and I was just week. like well you know how can you integrate that and I think I had to tell you the concept of right this week you're gonna start really yeah. hard and then drop yeah. back and the next week you're gonna you know do segments of the race because yes. if you race that race every week it's just too hard on your body to recover that was probably a little bit difficult to to get your head around at the beginning Yes, it was. It was totally difficult because, you know, you, you get in a habit of just going all out or at least yeah. as much as you can, or you somewhat pace yourself knowing the different sections of the ride and where you don't want to get dropped. And so, but it's pretty much a, a full, a full, full out race. Yeah. And um, yes, it took, it took, it was difficult to in certain times that, that you were saying, go. okay, yeah, you don't, don't stay, yeah. sit back. And, um, but you know, there's so much about cycling. I don't know. And, and I really felt that a lot of those days at first was a little frustrating, but I knew that I was looking at the long game, right? There's, yeah. you got to see the lots, not the short game. So even though I might not have finished with the first group and I sat with the second group, because the Wednesday night ride, when it's a big ride, it breaks up in certain groups. It ends exactly. up most likely being three groups. So you telling me you can't be with the first group, you have to, in this instance, was was tough, but it was good because I've seen the benefit from it now. So, yeah. and, at the, and, and at the same time, so around April, May, I think that you're yes. starting, they, they start around that time, right? Uh, they start about end of March, April, May, right? Yeah. Just depending yeah, on April, the, yeah. And, the I think at this, and at the same time, I'm introducing you to the, yes. the, the Zwift Racing League. So that's a different story. Oh my gosh. Tell, tell me about your first, uh, maybe your first Zwift race experience. It was a shocker. I mean, I, I think, I think you, you, and I told you, I mean, I always just, I couldn't believe the intensity, first of all. And I just got dropped. I just got, I mean, I, it was, I just, I, I just couldn't follow. Um, but it was a great experience. It was, it was, it was challenging and it showed me very quickly. I, I didn't necessarily have the fitness level quite there for this level of intensity and very different to Winston night ride where there's a certain warm up and then intensity build up. And then it's full yeah. here. It's like, there's no warm up. I mean, there is warm up private. You do your so own warm up. Yeah. You have to do your own warm up, yeah. but not understanding how it worked. Um, it was, yeah, it was brutal. It was really, and really so you brutal. were you were kind of in the you know forties, fifties sort of ranking, right? There's normally usually about 80, 90 riders in our races, and you were in the sort of. I think I was eight. higher than that. I don't think I was in the fifties. <laughs> I I I, yeah, to, to, I think perhaps. I finished seventy yeah. late 
you know, far 60s, you know, yeah, uh, out of 80, I was in the, yeah, top that's 60. It, but that's, that's in the A category, by the way, for those who, who listen or watch, it's um, A category on the Zwift Racing League. We were in the A2 division, um, still always at EMEA. Um, well, now it's the EMEA North or whatever it was back in the days. Uh, but yeah, it was. It took me a while as well to, to get the hang of it. So, um, but yeah, I could see you struggle, but I, I knew you had it in you to do really well on those races. But it's just that learning, that learning curve of learning the race, learning the, it's another animal really, the Swiss Racing League. Completely. And on top of that, we were adding, you had the Swiss Racing League and that, which was great because the next day it forced you to take the WNR a lot easier. Yes. I, well, because I just didn't have it in me. Exactly. Right. So I think, I mean, I, I think that was, I think that was probably smart on your behalf as part of a way to kind of get me to a place where I knew the next day I couldn't really yeah. give it my all. And in, in instances where they might be a break um, mm -hmm. and you kind of based on the, your coaching and the, and the, and that particular training for that day, sit back, um, I think was really was really influential in 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 helping me stick with the training right and not wanting to push it harder because i i just didn't have anything in me because i was already shot. yeah and so it comes the summer and actually i just wanted to highlight one one big highlight of the summer yeah what you did one very very big ride tell us about it i think you know which one i mean yeah yeah the vault two yeah, yeah. so I mean, you know, you, you know, the area very well. Yeah. Vontu is a classic. Anybody who likes cycling, um, it's actually, it's got a, it's, a, I have a love hate relationship with that mountain. Um, we love the South of France. We, um, before moving to the U S we used to go down there, uh, September period, uh, yeah. and spend a long weekend or a week up there. So, um, I had a good cycling friend, uh, Canadian cycling by the name of Andy, who um, at the time was working at CERN, and we cycled a lot together when I was in Switzerland. He had done uh, the Ventoux and said, oh, we need to go down there and do it. So I did it a number of years ago and loved it. Um, and then he said, you know, you should do this Sangle. And so I, I did it, and it was the, the longest bike ride I'd ever done. And literally annihilated me, um, but it, it opened my eyes to to just you know first of all what you can push your body to do. Yeah. You know, um, one, it's beautiful out there. It was a time of year where September it's not too crazy. There's not too many tourists, so, so it was really nice. So we happened to go down there this past summer because it was my mother-in-law's seventieth, um, not far from Bontu, and um, always in the back of my head I said, you know. I'd love to do it with a little bit more training, um, being a little bit better in shape than when I, I did do it. So I happened to have a window that that particular week I was there. Um, I got up super early, jumped in the car, drove there because it was about a 30, 40 minute drive from where we were staying. And I think I started climbing as a six. And um, the objective was to do two because I didn't know if I could fit in three because we had family yeah. plans that, that afternoon. But I'd actually done better than I had anticipated the first two climbs. And so I, I said, heck with it. Let me just do three. And I did it. And it was, it was an amazing, really amazing in the sense that I felt so much better doing it. I was in so much better shape. I think your training, your prep, just in general, from a, a cycling perspective and conditioning standpoint. So it was a really just fun thing for me to do, but also proving to me that 
you know, I am getting better even at my age and there's still new goals that you can set. And so, yeah, just really, really fun thing and and um i really encourage anybody to do it because it's it's but it, i mean it's quite remarkable when you think about it because in you know february you get the surgery yes and here you are in july doing three yes. climbs of the ventoux you know it's just that in itself is like well that's a success story um but then yes. fa- fast fast forward now another few months and now that's the you know zwift racing league starts again end of september so yeah. during the summer, after the summer, you were kind of doing the WNR, which was re- which was really actually our goal. And really was yes. kind of back end of the summer, perform well, and you had some good results at the WNR. You had some you had some good uh, some some good races, some really good races. I mean, I, I think I think things were all falling into place by then, yeah. right? You know, yeah. the Ventoux, you got me into a very very really great training regime. I was. I'd say overall pretty consistent with sticking to it. And I started now seeing, you know, after all the work that, you know, getting me to a good place, right. But also continuing my development, working on areas that I'd never worked on um, that you had spotted and, and helped me train. So I started really, really standing out at Wednesday night ride, always been the first group, some of the top riders, you know, there's some guys that are, I'd have to say very, very strong. So being able to even keep up with some of these guys, yeah. um, I don't think I would have been able to do it had it not been for this training, right? This other approach to training. So um, super happy with my results. Um, just basically surprised myself that I could yeah. t- do that, right? So, so, so we, had, we had basically, you know, succeeded in terms of you've reduced your hours um, and yeah. you're, you're actually performing better at the WNR with that was the goal so yeah. you know yeah. I think we actually both exceeded the the, the expectations because that uh, yeah reducing hours and then improving is or you know that that was quite tough which, which is which was amazing and, and I honestly TIE I mean you know when we initially talked after my surgery was just be able to get back to a level yeah. that I could enjoy once in that ride not it was never a discussion to be top top and 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 you know from week to week, just, yeah. you know, the times where I could go all out, you know, be with some of the top riders there uh, is, you know, really succeeded my expectations, you know? Um, and, and and then that was the Wednesday night yeah. ride, which yeah. ended sort of, well, kind of, uh, of three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. October. But at the same time, the Swift Racing League, the, yes. the new Started. season, started and that's where you just went just to another planet really it's just a, a different galaxy i would say yeah you know what and, happened? And I, I i you know i you know I, I honestly i think you know it's it's again it, i i think there are two things really for me that stood out for this or maybe even three things one i think that just the importance of sticking to training right i think for me your training but also what you did for me as well was nutrition. I think being able to get the nutrition right, the recovery right, yeah, right. Those were things that really came into it. And I've been really working on the sleep too, trying to consistently get the same amount of sleep systematically. Where I think prior to, you know, I don't think I had, I thought I had a, a key on just nutrition, but I think you gave me and Pasha a really good 
kind of breakdown of the importance of nutrition with working out, not just while, you know, you're, you're exercising, but also, you know, recovery, you know, yeah. and how nutrition has a big part on that. So I think just kind of sticking to what you gave me from a training perspective, but also, um, you know, uh, just a nutritional standpoint, I think we're really key in helping me recover. Um, well, yeah, you're, I, you're fueling the, the workouts, right? Yes. You know, it's all about that before, during and after. Yes. And yes. You, I think you went from just doing a bit of whatever, go by feel some, probably some water and electrolytes, being a bit scared, yes. of, the, scared of the carbs. Yes. Of the sugar to sugar, I'm actually now priming you, you, you are priming yourself to, to perform. Yes. It's not about so, just, just going around the loop. It's about performance now. Performance. Now it was very much about getting the right amount of just fueling prior. I think that was super important. And during was during, I, I basically was, I'd have maybe one electric, a light drink and maybe the rest would be water. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm fueling with two electric electrolyte drinks yeah. you know and I, I don't i'm not using water in, in during the de- wnr and i already saw there make a huge difference but also seeing a difference with how eating you know prior and what i was eating before um and during too what what what, what type of drinks i was taking what type of food i was eating um you know you, you told me about the and i i still do it not less now but i was doing it a lot during the wnr was the um radish is it radish juice the beet juice beet juice you know get that little bit of sugar prior just you know yeah. a big glass you know, before your workouts and stuff like that even during when i was training i knew i had a harder workout also during the actual workouts the importance of fueling properly where it used to be just water right uh, and often I would go jump on with just a cup of coffee and, and water and that was it, um, which wasn't, wasn't necessarily the smartest really. Um, so that, 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 those were very, very important for me. Um, and I think also those recovery rides, you know, just those recovering it a certain, you, you know, clear certain wattage the next day, yeah. like these hard, hard efforts, um, and sticking to that, um, I saw a huge, huge difference. And there. you also, you were also telling me how the way you felt during the day, you just had a lot more energy. All a lot time. more energy. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I used to drink a lot more coffee and I'm not drinking as enough coffee anymore because I think I'm sleeping, I'm fueling properly. And that's the other thing where I think, you know, the next level, and, and this is a conversation I'd love to have with you is like, how do I refine it even more? Right. Cause yeah. I'm seeing such benefits from you know fueling properly um training properly too and these recovery this 80 20 for me at first was like okay let's just see what it is and it's just proven to me how it's it's yeah. it makes such the difference you know no, absolutely but i mean just uh, as you know for people who are perhaps struggling a bit you know on these uh, for example on zwift or or the racing whatever just to show as well how we we did the first ttt in end of september and you were there on the team really one of the strongest i mean i was hanging on for dear life uh well i, I had an iron man the week before so i had an excuse oh, yeah that but, was crazy but you were yeah. pulling the team along like you know really strong and i thought okay something's happening and you you had really good watts but obviously that's yeah. a ttt so we can't really say 
and then the week after you 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 end up uh, i think i have it here 17 so 17 so kind of your first top 20 yeah first time with racing league yes um, yeah. which course was that if i pull it up i don't remember now I think uh, but three weeks ago maybe or that was the um, uh watopia the watopia figure eight reverse and yeah i think we saw first that you were doing something like if i look 17th yeah you average 4.7 watts per kilo yeah boom for 40 yeah. minutes so yeah. straight away you know ftp bump big time yeah 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 you no know, so i think we were already at something like 310 uh ftp yeah, some, something like that yeah that's and, what it was prior to that yeah and then every week we just keep on seeing some improvements we have i think in 11th place uh on the 19th of october then top 10 ninth place and yeah. then finally last yeah. week in, in yorkshire to be fair of course that we, we, perfect, perfect. I, I targeted that exactly but to be fair yeah. you did really well on the sprinter stages as well but i knew that that race the yorkshire race which is just up and down up and down the whole day yeah, yeah. and that that was i told you that's like a mini wnr yes it's like that's your opportunity and the funny thing is what if you remember that we i said we were surprised how how you know you know ftp goes to you know 310 330 and this goes like yeah. where is this going and and we say next time the goal is to podium on the ZRL. Yeah. And here you go, Yorkshire, third spot. Tell us about tell us about that race. Because and and now by the way you're at a, a staggering 354 watts yeah. FTP yeah. from 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 270 in March. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, yeah, incredible. But t t tell us about a little bit about that race in in Yorkshire. Well, look, I mean, you had, you had said, you right, that this is perfect for me. So you gave me the confidence. You said, you know, Blake, you know, with the WNR that you've been doing, it's up and down. Um, this is perfectly for you. So, you know, you would strategically tell me, you know, don't, don't necessarily go for the sprints, you know, the KOM, but, you know, try to finish strong, you know. And so you and I had a few exchanges and I just felt great that day. Oh, I've been feeling great for the last few, I mean, months, I feel like I, you know, I feel like everything's fallen into place. So, you know, I started off with the group, I took off, um, I felt good. I wanted to make sure my legs were nice and warm prior to the race. So I, I knew that if there were any breakaways that, and that's a little bit what concerns you as a rider is you and Swift, it's, it's hard sometimes to anticipate those breaks unless you've studied the course yeah. or other races right but you kind of gave me some good insight there so I just wanted to stay with that that group but you also told me to be careful because in previous races I was not necessarily drafting I wasn't being as smart or strategic yeah and I think that was some really smart advice so I made sure to stick with the guys up in front but also use the drafting as a means to kind of get me through the first few the first few you know loops right um and then you know come i can't really remember maybe it was the second loop where people really started to break break yeah. apart or maybe even sooner i can't remember it was the second lap yeah already. i think it was the second lap yeah. right um and you know i just kept on telling myself you know be smart don't 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 work too much stay with the group help a little bit but objective was to stay stay with those guys and i think we we might have been five or six uh I th and I then think there was a group of 10 
initially watched, watched right stream, yeah and then and then there's a moment on that really sharp sharp climb, sharp climb yeah. <laughs> which was which i knew people were gonna just go all yeah. out and so i just i just told myself i'm gonna try it i see if i can keep with these guys and i i managed to stick with them and so then i think little by little i mean i haven't had a chance to go over the whole race but I think we went from 10 to, I want to say, I think four or five. I, th I think at the end of the second loop, there's only three of you guys, no? I think three or four, yeah. Okay. And we dropped one guy. Okay. Um, and then after but, the race. But, but you, was... you made that move, right? So you saw yes. a couple of guys go ahead and you thought, right, that's my time. I've got to go. So you, you went. So we, we went, yes. I went, kept with them. But where I think for me, the big break um towards the end whereas there's two guys we were i think we we're still four but they were really really strong and i just didn't know i've had what it took um but i said i gotta stick with them they took off and then it was me and this other guy um and where i felt very strong was that because i don't really consider myself a sprinter in the back of my head, I was like, oh, if I get too close to the to the end and it comes down to a sprint, yeah, I probably don't have what it takes to get there. So I'm gonna break out now. So I went all out, well, almost all out. I I didn't want to burn myself out and just kind of choke, yeah, you know, yeah. prior. But I started just building my power and just going for it. So I, I was able to to distance myself from the fourth rider. And then little by little, thanks to, to Swift, it shows you how many meters the person. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just seeing that, you know, 14, yeah. 15, 17. He, he's seeing that as well. And that's changing. And he's seeing that as well. Yeah. And and a few times I saw him try to push. And then I was like, okay, I need to keep at this. Just yeah. keep consistent, strong, keep the watts going. And it just, it broke, it broke. And then finally, I think there was, I don't know, there's 10, 12 seconds difference. And that's when I knew I was safe. Um, and that was my objective, um, was really not to find myself in the sprint. And I think yeah. that was, I took yes. advantage of the hill and took advantage of, you know, um, yeah. this last segment and it made, it made the difference. So, um, that's, that's had our, I not had the power, I don't think I would have been able yeah. to do it. So it's our, our, our first podium for the teams. Yes. So third, third place, you know, in an A category, that's just absolutely fantastic. So that's great. congratulations on, on that Thank result. You. Fantastic. And yeah, so maybe, so that brings you to, yes, that's the 354 FTP that we have today, which is absolutely yeah. amazing. And what would you say, you know, kind of getting kind of towards the end here, but um, what would you say has been the season for you, you know, in, in summary, like what's been, you know, obviously we can, you know, probably talking about next season is another conversation that we yeah, should have but and we can yeah. we can keep on dreaming but we'll first need a bit of a rest you know around christmas i think um, yes but yes perhaps your your takeaways of of this season and and everything and yeah but i think the takeaways i think you know you know having having had an injury and especially the situation with my hand was a big concern so you know just being able to get back to the level that I, you know, wanted to just get back to then see me, you know, overcome something that was quite challenging and, you know, somewhat concerning um, to, you know, being off the bike for a number of months, you know, training less, but more efficiently um, 
and getting to a place I never, ever thought I would be, honestly. I mean, you know, I think it, it's, it just shows me that I think, first of all, your outlook has to be positive, right? Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's, it's so easy to get discouraged in instances like that, but I think, you know, having the right mindset makes a big difference. I think then really just following a, a clear strategy in terms of training, right? Mm. Um, I think the training, the fueling, like again, um, it's, it's just aligning all the things that are really going to enhance your performance. If you see yourself get to a really good place, having had a serious injury and, you know, you're being positive about it and then you're seeing results with your training and you're just mentally, psychologically, emotionally, physically are feeling good. There's something to be said there. And I think when you're in that place, you, you only want to just get better. And, and, you know, I told you this, I just, I love riding, you know, I just, I find it so fun. I mean, we do these races it's it's there's a lot of adrenaline i love the the uh the 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 camaraderie between all of us you know the you know there's there's a good sense of community and those are all things that motivate you drive you and it makes you appreciate you know the fact that you're in good health um and it's at the end of the day it's 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 more about the experience rather than anything else so i i've enjoyed the journey of first of all, surprising myself with never, ever expecting to get to the level I am. But now that I'm here, I'm so thankful and appreciative of that process, right? The process of training, the process of um, meeting you and, and the whole training dynamic, which um, is, I think, so important. You know, you, you think you understand your body, you know, you, you live in your body, but how important training is. And, you know, it's given me so much opportunity with still being able to join my family which family is such an important part so you know training shouldn't take away from the family and here in this instance it didn't right it's it's an important part of who I am as a person but at the same time to be the person I am or be the best person I am I need to do cycling and it's an important part like if you were taking that equation out I don't think I'd be as, as positive or as outgoing person as I am so it's getting all those things right. And it's just proven to me that, you know, being smart about your training, um, being able to find somewhat of a balance because nobody can, I mean, having a balanced life is a tough one, right? With young kids and everything, but you can still fit it in and you can still achieve goals. Um, and it's a great feeling. And once you experience that, you, you, you want to maintain that and you want new goals. Like now I'd love, other goals right yeah never ever expecting this so you've shown that really you know overcoming this difficulty this hurdle this injury you know having a serious injury is not the end of the world you know you can come back and you've also shown that we are capable of so much more you know we tend to limit ourselves to this number that thing whatever if i had told you you're going to be at 354 to be honest if i told myself you'll get nobody none of us would have believed it And, yeah. But we just didn't put any limit. We just went for it, um, train hard, yeah. got the results, and we show anything is possible. And by by having the right rest, you can yes. really push really hard. And yes. again, we, we we are capable of so much more than we think, and that's a fantastic um, example. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, and I think much. you you've hit it right on the head. And I think whilst doing all that, it's still fun right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not taken away. I mean, 
hard training. Some days you get off the bike, you're almost, you know, you fall off the bike and you're just completely, uh, you know, you can hardly walk, you know, and you say, why do I put myself through that? But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, you see the benefits from it and it's not every single ride that's that way. And you, you understand an appreciation for the training, but it's, it's, it's gotta be fun. Right. Exactly. And I think for me, I think a lot of the progression is really that I've really enjoyed doing something different, training differently, yeah. right. Meeting new people like yourself and the rest of the guys and being able to, to race with them. And um, also, you know, it's, it's, it's the community, it's everything. So it's all come into together so nicely and yeah. it's fun. So Brilliant. yeah. Well, thank you so much. Been um, a pleasure, Jenny. And uh, tomorrow we've got another race. Yes. <laughs> got the, it carries on with only two left. But look, Blake, yeah. thank you so much for um, taking the time uh, yes. to for this interview. And yeah. Uh, yeah, all the best for the next uh, for the end of the season. And thank you, you as well. And thank you for everything and all the training. Really appreciate it. All right, all right. Cheers. All right. Thank, thank you very care. much. All the best. Take care. Thank you, Jenny. Ciao.